0: As these genocide Olympics continue in China, we are going to be giving you daily reports on the horrific human rights abuses happening in China. Not only the one-child policy, not only the extermination of the Uyghurs, the real genocide going on there, the attack on all religions and everything else. This is a genocide Olympics. It is unconscionable that it's happening. We're going to speak with Nan Su today. He is a journalist for the Epic Times, he was actually immigrated from China just before Tiananmen Square. When that horror happened, he spent the rest of his life fighting for human rights for his brothers and sisters who are still in China now. And so we're going to speak with him on this episode of The John Henry Weston Show. Stay tuned. <music> Let's begin, as we always do, with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.
1: Nansu, welcome to the program. Oh, thank you for having me.
0: This is really revolutionary what's going on. The Olympics are being held in a country right now that is rife with human rights abuses. Um, You are very well versed in what's going on. You told me something totally fascinating right before we uh, went on air, and that was about... Chinese families, freedom fighters, if you will, for China's freedom in California, their families getting threatened back in China. Please tell us what's happening right now.
1: I actually talked to several of my friends uh, just in the last few days. Uh, what happened is they all say that uh, during the, uh, they, they are families in China right now receiving phone calls from uh, the CCP, Chinese Communist Party, and warn them and have them have them send a message to all these freedom fighters or pro-democracy activists outside of China. And, you know, it's a message to say, you know, ask them not to do anything because otherwise, uh, you know, they say uh, they kind of like threaten, you know, their family. And it's, which is actually a typical thing for uh, CCP to do, usually prior to the major national activities, such as Olympic or major national holidays, uh, uh, the National uh, secu- uh, national Security Department, they will call either the family members of the uh, human rights fighters outside of China. In, in this case, the the, the the few of them that I talked to was uh, in California. Also, they will also call the human rights activists inside China and say, let's drink tea together. They're, it's kind of like it sounds very nice, right? We'll, we'll drink tea together. But in China, that's... Uh, uh, among the human rights fighters or pro-democracy uh, activists, uh, one state, uh, uh, somebody mentioned that yeah, he, was, uh, he or she was asked by the National Security Department to have tea together. People know what it means
0: for western ears that's you know stuff out of a novel, a kind of uh, mafia type of uh, a type of scenario, but that 's actually happening currently in the very country where the Olympics are being held. It's absolutely unbelievable. If you wouldn't mind, Nan, if you can unpack some of your own history uh, with with your country and how you got involved yourself in the fight for freedom.
1: Oh, yeah. I came to the United States in 1989, uh, just January 1989, just five months before the Tiananmen Square massacre. And I was uh, here in the United States in California. I watched the whole thing unfolded uh, on Tiananmen Square. Uh, which turned my entire mentality upside down, basically, wherever that... Because I was brainwashed when I I was in China, right? So only after... Only five months after I left the country, I saw this, you know, uh, bloody uh, massacre took place in Tiananmen Square. Um, and actually, the another story was uh, at that time, 1989, I was here in graduate school. And while my brother was actually in China, he joined the protest. And, and he was one of the he was a university student in uh, one of the major cities in China. Now he actually made an intent trying to uh, make a speech. Now he walked on the stage and he only right after he started, the microphone, the sound system broke, so he couldn't actually made any speeches. So otherwise he would have been in jail. So so that's that's what happened. Um, I came here in 1989, and then I started working to promote uh, human rights and democracy uh, for uh, uh, societies in China uh, since 2001. Um, and ever since I've been working uh, on this, I start working for Epoch Times. Um, I start working for Epoch Times uh, and Sound of Hope and several other media related uh, in this field um, uh, since 2003. This
0: is unbelievable because I think a lot of people just are very unaware of what China's doing, what the background is, how it figures into geopolitics. Uh, One of the uh, really astonishing articles that I've read uh, of yours in the Epoch Times was this commentary a, a, and analysis of what's going on with the russia ukraine um boil up right now and how china it plays a part in that and how that they could be affected by that please a, tell us about that if you
1: would. yeah if you look at uh china has done something really strange in the last months uh after the uh, ukraine crisis to uh, start unfolded. right uh um, january 23rd they send uh 39 war plans, uh, 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 military war, uh, Planes approaching Taiwan. And also uh, North Korea had a total of seven uh, missile tests in, in last month, January. That's basically all all these provocative activities took place just one month prior to Beijing Olympic. This, this is very unusual because you know uh, what uh, Xi Jinping and King Jong Un trying to send a message to uh, Putin is they want they gave him support. They have his back. Uh, Now, uh, what what China in years have been hoping that Putin will join China's camp and become uh, a second man position uh, helping Xi Jinping on China's global expansion program. Now, think about if you compare um, the level of threat from Russia and from China, it's it's totally different. Nowadays, Russia's economy is just one tenth of China. China has uh, uh, China's uh, have two provinces. Each of these single two provinces' GDP, provincial GDP, it's more than uh, Russia's national GDP. So, if the uh, the opposition in Ukraine really started uh, escalated between, and then the the opposition between the West and Russia really escalated, then Putin will have no other choice. They will, He has to make the entire economy of Russia rely on China, which for China, for Xi Jinping, that's a one big step forward to bring uh, Russia to join China's camp. But right now, Putin has not made his mind yet because Russia is still a country with a, a proud history and rich culture, and they have their own proud. They 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 may not want to listen to Xi Jinping. But you know, but if this uh, opposition really unfolded uh, in Ukraine, and Putin may you know the uh, both sides, Putin and the West may just play into the hands of Xi Jinping.
0: And with the current leadership in the United States, that brings in another element that I might ask you about with President Joe Biden being tied into. China, the the Communist Party in China, through the dealings of his son Hunter Biden, how do you figure that's playing into this situation uh, with the Ukraine and Russia as well?
1: It's hard to say because we don't have the details how the negotiation going on uh, between NATO and Russia and between United States and Russia. We don't have any information, and we don't know. Uh, we know uh, we only know that. Uh, 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 everyone says uh, Russia uh, asked uh, too high. Uh, the price, uh, Russia, uh, Putin asks is too high. We don't know how high that price is, uh, but you know you can see if the uh, the Ukraine crisis escalated in uh, over there, then both NATO and the entire Western world and. Uh, Russia have no room, have no room to back off because uh, that's basically what, what Beijing really want to see.
0: It's your firm conviction that China is planning sort of on, on on world domination. And so this is very interesting. But one of the elements in this that is really, uh, I thought, rather uh, revealing is you mentioned one of your articles that the Communist Party of China has spent billions, that's billions with a B, billions of dollars into getting uh, university students into California. Can you explain that to them? What the connection is there?
1: Oh, yeah. If you look at uh, 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 the history, you know, uh, just look at the uh, uh, fiscal year of 2001, uh, you actually, the UC, UC, University of California have a total of 10 campus in California, right? Now, that in the 10 campus, actually 9% of students were from China. I mean, I, I, actually they are the foreign student from China. It's a total 9% of the total students study in UC uh, California. And, and actually in that school year, two, 2000 to uh, 2021, that the University of California accepted more foreign students than the total number of foreign students from the rest of the world. So that, that's, that's what happened now. And a lot of those students, they, uh, they came to University of California to study uh, paid by Chinese government. And UC has this long relationship uh, ever since uh, 2005, 2006. They built this uh, a relationship with UC California. They, they paid really billions to University of California, uh, and, and California, actually, you, you know, UC Berkeley, the, really the top campus of uh, uh, the, the 10 campus of uh, UC system, they actually went to China, went to the city of Shenzhen, that's the city right next to Hong Kong. They built this uh, research institute, Uh, to help uh, 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 Chinese students to learn all the advanced technologies like data science, information, uh, uh, new energy, um, precision medicine. It's all the uh, latest advantage uh, uh, technology uh, that, you know, so we don't. You know, China, Chinese government don't even have to send their students to come to the United States to study. We bring our latest technology to China to teach them how to do it. Uh, that's what happened. That's the quick poke pro going on.
0: The world, which in the West anyway, prides itself on saying that they fight all human rights abuses and basically they're ending them, is confronted with China, which is a, doing a, a genocidal thing against the Uyghurs, as we know. But also starting to crack down even in Hong Kong, Taiwan. Can you tell us a bit about that? What's going on now in Hong Kong that was supposed to be uh, allowed to retain its freedom?
1: That so-called one country, two political system are entirely gone now. There is no such a thing. Uh, Hong Kong right now it's no different than any. Any other city inside of China, it's the same. Uh, so I'm not sure if you pe- if people heard about how the election going on last year. See, uh, uh, ch- uh, Chinese government uh, had uh, uh, this uh, election uh, for the uh, Hong Kong legislature last year. Uh, it, it was it took place in December. Now, what happened is at the beginning of the year. Um, in the beginning of the year, which is uh, January, I think it's January of last year, they pretty much arrested all the pro-democracy candidates. They arrested all of them. So that's why in December, when uh, when the legislation election finish, you know they have a total of 90 members uh, in the legislative council, uh, 100% controlled by China. with there was only one, you know, they say there was a one, it's a probably slightly leading towards to pro-democracy. At least the 89 of them, it's totally, you know, uh, the candidate <laughs> the legislative members Beijing chose, basically.
0: I'm afraid we might be giving President Biden uh, new ideas from how uh, on how to do fraud in elections. But if you were to lay out what you really believe China's sort of future plan is uh, with regard to influencing the rest of the world. What do you see as its future plan for rollout for what it wants to do?
1: China's economy has been enjoying the economic growth through basically construction, right? The real estate, uh, uh, it's really booming in the last 20 years. Uh, I I, I think everybody remember in September of last year, uh, one day, because China's uh, real is the uh, the biggest one developer uh, grand right? Because uh, they're they're going to default their debt, so it, it, you know at one point it sent the Dow industry index down more than nine hundred points, right? When the news broke, uh, so what what Chinese government trying to do is they send their construction companies overseas to continue. Uh, uh, that way to, to, to continue their economic growth. So that's called a Belt and roads Project. Uh, so basically, the Chinese uh, uh, a construction company will bring their own equipment, their own uh, workers, their own money. They will go to wherever the uh, the country needs them. They will build their bridges, roads, airports for you. And then they will leave and they will leave you a, a huge debt for you to to pay back. Now, so but that 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 was originally designed to solve their overcapacity problem in China Uh, But now it becomes a major way for the CCP to infiltrate the developing countries. Now, what happened is uh, as China refused to uh, continue any kind of uh, political reform, now, the opposition between China and the West uh, and, you know, every day it's escalating. It's, uh, you know, it's uh, the opposition. It's bigger and bigger. So the Chinese uh, Communist Party kind of like already figure out they are one step af- ahead of us. They already figure out that in the next 30 years, their economic growth will not be able to count on the support from the. Uh, from the Western world for the technology, uh, for the investment, as well as the consumer market. So they're kind of like going around the world. They're trying to build their own global system outside of the Western world. That's what they are doing. It's kind of like a, a, a similar system, similar to how Soviet Union controlled the Warsaw Pact. In the olden days, during the Cold War time, but this is a different. China trying to uh, uh, control all these countries by economic infiltration. and then what they trying to do is they will build their information, like an internet system for these countries. Like China already done that for the North Korea. So in China's technology's got a backdoor. So once you 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 kind of like once you adopt their system, there's no secret, you know. Uh, to the CCP anymore so they will watch their allies a lot more efficient and effective than how Soviet Union using KGB to watch their allies. So that's the kind of the the system they try to build, uh, you know, so China, right now, the uh, Southeast Asian countries, the association, there was 10 countries in the Southeast, uh, Southeast Asian country. Uh, t- that 10 countries, the biggest uh, trading partner of China, uh, topping uh, the EU as well as the United States. And also China's Belt and Road project has been in South American countries and also Africa countries. Uh, Central uh, Asia countries. So those are really the focus of their global expansion.
0: If you could tell us, we've heard a lot about persecution against Catholics, against Uyghurs, and Christians, and all sorts of religious groups in China. Yet at the same time, it is a very strange phenomenon going on, at least with regard to the Catholic Church, and that is a kind of seeming cooperation and and um, of of um, the Vatican with the Chinese Communist Party in allowing for the you know, patriotic Catholic Church, the bringing out of the underground church that was there. Can you unpack that a little bit for us?
1: Yeah, the Catholic Church in China has been, uh, uh, has been uh, able to legally operate uh, in China, not like the uh, the Christian churches. Now uh, the reason for that is uh, Beijing uh, uh, basically say, okay, you guys can uh, legally run your uh, Catholic Church, but however, the bishops and all the priests uh, in the church need to be appointed by Chinese Communist Party. So over the years, that's how things have been uh, you know, in the way that's how things work in China. Now uh, Vatican trying to get involved in this process, now i don't think they're getting anywhere because uh, uh even right now the proposal uh, on the table in the negotiation between vatican and china it's like china say they will nominate all the candidates uh for the you know bishop in china and uh uh, Vatican basically only have the right to say yes right so you would, you don't like one they will replace the next one still don't the the one you you don't like that's that's what's going on besides the catholic church uh, now uh, like a uh, uh, christian church they were they're being uh, you know you, you see you just google it and you will find a, a, a tens of thousands of pictures of all this chinese government send this const- uh, construction equipment just demolish all these churches built in the villages. And also uh, same issue for Uyghurs, it's it's an issue for religious freedom, Uh, Tibetans, Falun Gong, there are all the, you know, issues, uh, religious freedom. See, Chinese government want Chinese people blindly follow their leadership. And so that's why they don't want you to have your own faith. They don't want you to have your own value system. And that's the only way they you know, they can make sure that you blindly, all the people in China will blindly follow the leadership of the Chinese Communist Party.
0: If you were to, with the background and your knowledge of Chinese, the way the Communist Party operates, what would be your advice if you were advising the, the Vatican or some other religious body uh, on how to deal with the Chinese Communist Party? What would be your advice to them?
1: Support all the religious freedom fight in China. You know, there's a lot of people fighting for religious freedom in China. Uh, you know, if you're concerned about uh, any, uh, any, uh, you know, uh, it doesn't matter uh, uh, Catholicism, Christianity, Tibetan Buddhism, Uyghur, uh, and Falun Gong. It doesn't really matter. Support all the fights for religious freedom in China.
0: Well, Nansu, thank you so much for being with us. What is your message to uh, the world that has supported the Olympics being in China, especially to the Olympic Committee that has agreed to and now is uh, allowing China to host this? international uh, gathering of athletes that is supposed to be done uh you know in the best interests of the international community what would be your message to them
1: it's a genocide olympic game and looking back uh uh, you know our future generation uh years later they looking back they will call this a genocide beijing olympic of 2022 i think the uh, international olympic committee it's it's really in a big shame they, you know, uh, hosting that kind of uh, 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 Olympic game in the country, conducting all the crimes against the humanity.
0: Nansu, thank you for joining us and for fighting for freedom.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: May God bless you and God bless all of you. We'll see you next time. We have been warning everyone who would listen and attempting to build up alternative platforms to continue to reach you. more than these alternative social media platforms we highly encourage you to subscribe to our email newsletter we have really built up a large list of loyal readers on our email marketing platform and we have prepared several backup plans for well i want to say if but it's really when we are removed from our current platform as well additionally I really encourage you, as I said before, to make it a regular habit to go directly to lifesitenews.com. Make it your homepage. While all of these different platforms are an excellent way to curate your news, going directly to our website means that you will never encounter any censorship or sudden loss of LifeSite News reporting. Here's the thing. We will never stop sharing the truth. We founded this organization with the mission to be the life, family, and culture source for men and women who seek to know the truth. We have established a track record of honest reports, and this will never stop, even with censorship happening around the globe. Again, I'm encouraging you to join us on Parlor, MeWe, Rumble, and on our email list. You can find all the direct links in the description of this video. May God bless you and keep you, and we are so thankful that you've chosen to follow and support LifeSite News. I'm John Henry Weston, co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News.